0: back everybody. This is Cammie and this is not how I usually sound. If you're listening for the first time or, you know, maybe you've been supporting us this whole way through, welcome back. I'm dealing with some allergies here, so you might be able to distinguish Nikki and I a lot better. Um, but here we are today with the funny Dom. We're gonna do a Q&A. He does his weekly Q&A, you know, Ask a Daddy. Do you have a question for a daddy? He's here to help you out. Well, this time you get to hear his responses in voice. And I think that's going to be very exciting. And also we get to deep dive into them a little bit more. So we're here to join him on that. If you want to say hello.
1: Hello, everyone. How's everyone doing well? Drinking their water, eating some good snacks and sleeping at good bedtimes, I hope. That goes for all ends of the spectrum and genders.
0: Yes, <laughs> I am. Um, Definitely the stay hydrated part, guys. If you're dealing with allergies, this is the time to do it. Especially here in California, it's so dry. I've upped my water intake, sir. You would be very proud. (laughs) Oh, good. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
1: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
0: Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Alrighty, let's get started with this Q&A. If you guys follow him, he does a Q&A every week. I've been tuning in since I've started following him, and it was one of the reasons why I really liked his account. Um, so... One that that we was have. how we got started in collaborating with him. Aww. Oh, that's right. I love that.
1: <laughs> that's right. That's right. One of the original um, submissions was uh, very naughty. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep. I called you daddy without having had the permission mm-hmm. to
1: call you daddy. Mm-hmm. And now you it- asked for something as well.
0: I think I asked if I could come. If I remember correctly, mm-hmm. I think that's what I had
1: oh, asked. Textbook overstep, just for everybody listening. See, mistakes can be made, and now we're doing a podcast together, it's okay.
0: I must say I I'm, you know, quite forward sometimes, and I have to remind <laughs> my submissive self to get into that space where I practice the mannerisms and
1: Etiquette. Mm. Etiquette.
0: Thank you. Um, All righty. So first question we have here, and this is a good one. I'm really curious to see what you have to say, but this question reads, I'm a sub who just fell for someone who has no interest in the Dom sub life. And then she added the emoji where you're like, ah, you really can't see your teeth are showing. You're kind of like, ooh. And then the face palm emoji. So, sir, what is your response to such a question?
1: I, I think the um, the emojis really do give away well that she knows what position she's in. I also know this account, so I know um, that she is a she, and she is a little uh, quite uh, out with her with her kinkiness. For her, especially, I think, uh oh. Which is why the emojis are so perfect. She she's in a situation here that is probably not going to work, and I, I think this is quite common for a lot of people. End up with a partner or interested in someone, and if they know that they are vanilla, which is an okay. I, mean, I like vanilla ice cream, but that's about it. And I think you've just got to realise that that that's about it. It's not really going to work. It's not compatible. Um, so if you've fallen for someone who has no interest in a part of you that is a large part of your identity, you might be very interested in them but it's it's so not going to work that you really can't let yourself go any further than what I hope is just a kind of superficial crush because mm-hmm. if you've let it get to the point where you feel like you're really falling for them, so you're investing time and energy in being around them but you just haven't been able to be that part of yourself... you're you're literally torturing yourself. So there might be a masochistic crossover here that you're enjoying, (laughs) but it's not healthy. It's not healthy pain that you're putting yourself in for. If you are a kinky identified person, if you are a submissive or a dominant, not just someone who, you know, maybe you like a bit of play now and then, that's, you know, okay. But if you identify as a kinkster and you know this other person has no interest, as she says, in this life, then it is not going to work. It's not going to work. You have to accept that and just be friends with this person, probably take some space from them. Otherwise, you'll get confused and it will be more painful. And just remember what you need and try to find someone with those other qualities this person has who is also a kingster.
0: I would agree completely. You can't sacrifice that part of yourself. And and I, I will say in this situation, granted, I don't know this account like you do, sir, but... My question is, there an ability to compromise in the sense that if you're both willing to be, it doesn't have to be polyamorous, but maybe like open. So you have a relationship with this person and maybe you can go explore your kinky side with someone else. Are they going to be okay with that? Um, that could be a compromise, but I understand that may not be something that everyone is willing to do. Um, so if, if they're willing to compromise in that sense, that could work. And if not, I agree with you completely. You can't sacrifice a part of yourself, especially if it's going to be a long term relationship, because you'll, you'll eventually kind of build a resentment towards that person, or you'll, you'll feel kind of trapped. You'll feel like you lost a part of yourself. So, I don't know. Relationships are always about compromise and sacrifice, but, what can you sacrifice? I think a lot of times for, especially for, you know, well-established subs, that's a part of you. You can't really sacrifice. Yeah. I'm, I'm really wondering here how, what she means by fell. Is it like you said, is it more superficial rush, mm. or are we like deep diving into like, Oh wow, I really have feelings for this person. I want them long-term because then, yeah, in a way they're kind of playing devil's advocate. I mean, It seems like they might've, if they've known for a little while that this person has no interest in the kink world, then, you know, I, I would hope that they're at least preparing which way they want that route to go. Okay, so am I gonna, you know, step away and just become friends? Am I going to bring up the fact of, okay, maybe we can explore a more open relationship with this? Like, how is it gonna go? I would say, like, for me, you know, I I love my partner that I have the kink space with, my dom. And then, you know, if I've had other partners in the past and I know that they're not, you know, they're not into the kink world, A, I'm not going to like try to enforce them into it. B, I'm also going to understand that there's just going to be a part of my life that they're not going to be able to fulfill. Um, So usually just because in the past, like, my current relationship structure is—I don't know how you would say. I mean, is it open? I'm not really sure. We're more focused on our friendship, but we're still dom sub. So I do have the ability to explore with other partners.
1: Because I know I'm, you have
0: one vanilla. Yeah, partner. Yes. I, I have a vanilla partner, and I just—I know they're never going to suffice that part of me, and that's fine. That's fine. I just. Keep them at a distance, so, so you can't really, yeah, you yeah. You are just kind of going on about yourself, and you know, I'm not saying put a wall up, but kind of. Kind of. <laughs>
1: so. As long as the the wall can be a can be a comfortable boundary, but as long as the person, the bit I would underline in the question too is no interest. If if the person is open about it and accepting about it, and also almost almost willing to learn about it in a curious way like i'd be i I don't want to get into horticulture but if i was with someone who was like very passionate about it you know you, you could get into the interest of like oh what is how does that work you know how what's that about um if it's very healthy curiosity in that way um even at a low level and acceptance, then it can totally work as an open relationship where you just have that part of your life with, like, a different partner, with a different part of your life. But if to be with someone who has, if the no interest is in that kind of negative, narrow-minded way that it could be, that's going to be also trouble. So I think, yeah, it, it can work with someone who doesn't have that identity if they're open and healthy and accepting and supportive absolutely that can work and that's
0: that part a huge I do green flag mm-hmm. yeah because you never want a partner like i mean if if you're kinky and then you have a partner that you know is vanilla but that's totally fine if but if they bring shame onto you because you have that side of you that's never going to work i'm yeah. curious to know like what how what that no interest means like acceptance but like nah, it's not for me or like complete like disdain about it that's a fair point. Mm. It's kind of how it is with my husband. He's vanilla through and through, <laughs> but he understands that I get my subspace is, you know, with other partners that I have, and he's totally okay with it. And I come home and tell him all the time about what happens. And, you know, he's like he's thrilled to hear about it, but he, you know, there's no judgment or anything. Sure, sometimes it kind of weirds him out, the things I mention. Um, or I shouldn't say weird, <laughs> he's kind of like, oh. Okay, but um the knife play doesn't yeah. <laughs> turn him <laughs> <them> on. <laughs> Absolutely, but uh, but there's no judgment whatsoever. So I overall, I, I think that's all all good advice there. Yeah. So mm. for this sub, uh, tread like, cautious. Yeah, tread tread with caution. I, I think you really need to reevaluate what's going on here and if it's truly going to be a long term thing.
1: Yeah, very be very very cautious because there could be a lot of pain of the the less fun kind. Mm -hmm. um going forward so be very careful and for everyone in that kind of situation keep in mind how much your kinks are your needs and, and part of who you are they're not a thing that you can repress or put to the side or ignore
0: oh for sure
1: be proud of them and and expect them to be met by the person that you're with by finding the right person not by going with someone you like and then you know ignoring them or or pressuring them to just change
0: I'm always curious how often people, you know, need to be in the, that space, whether you're a dom, sub or switch, because I know for me, like I like to be in my subspace at least once a week, like mm-hmm. at the least. You know, I'm not 24-7, so for me, like at least one good session a week is what I need. I think I need more of it in my life really yeah i haven't well i've been really busy lately so i I was about to to say have you been in your subspace recently no it's been like probably three weeks and it's been too long honestly so oh that is that's a long
1: time yeah Yeah.
0: so oh at three weeks i'm dying yeah uh, i'm I'm about to put myself (laughs) into submission (laughs) well honestly that kind of brings us to the next question perfect segue Hmm. so this person asked hey see what i did there (laughs) Sir, I want to self-submit as my DOM is away right now, but I'm not sure what to do. Sir, what do you say?
1: Mm, I I think it's um, very important here to see the difference here where you've got someone who has a DOM, their DOM is away, um, and so they're a little bit adrift, and that's really, really common with submissive. And that is part of the DOM's responsibility here to um, see that coming if the DOM is going away while I'm going away. So while I'm away... Here is a routine. Here are some rules. Here are some jobs and some tasks for you to do uh, at certain times or when you're feeling a certain way. And I'll be checking on that. You know whether it's can only be once a day or once a week. Even as long as there is a schedule of accountability, this can work um, as a distance thing for weeks or even even a month. If you don't have a dom right now and You need to try to get into that space. It is more difficult. It is challenging because a dynamic is made of two. So if you're only one, there's not that other side of the seesaw to put you in that space. But there are practices that can do it. Self-collaring, even having a ritual around your own collar uh, where you can ritualize it, you know, light a candle, put some music on, put that collar on and... You know, get down on your knees in a meditative kind of ready pose and just ponder and contemplate your submission, your wants as a sub, things that you need to work on. Basically give space for your own dom side to kind of speak to you a little bit and listen to it as a submissive. Um, If you do that just as a meditative practice, that can help you feel a bit of subspace. I would also suggest rope. Um, And getting into some shibari and some self-tying, which is a practice and an education. So there's a lot to take on there to do it, you know, as safely as you can, because it does take, you know, risk along with it. But if you do some elementary, you know, self-ties just from online videos and be cautious and, you know, make sure that you read up on the potential injuries and know your own body that's a very good practice to put yourself into a space while also learning something that you can carry forward to your next relationship or just for yourself.
0: I really like what you said about the collar ritual on one's self, um, especially like before meditating or something like that. I really like that. I might personally implement that. Um, you just love to. <laughs> you should. <do>
1: you? <laughs> I know you. <laughs> well, That it, it's certainly part of it. If you put it on and just giving your body that sensation of, something around your neck and then getting down onto your knees or in any pose if that's not comfortable a pose that is down onto the floor in a a submissive position that will tell your body and and condition you for that space which is the same as you would do in a physical dynamic so I think that's a good one and you were were saying earlier that it's been three weeks since you've uh, been in subspace so I think you should definitely try this this week just for 10, 20 minutes, just a little trial. But if you could do that for 20 minutes um, every few days, I think your your following week will be a lot better. Like it's going to help you balance out and it's also going to help you focus on if you've got any goals or things that you want to work on for yourself.
0: No, I really like that. <laughs> uh, that's definitely something I'm thinking about doing. And as soon as you mentioned that, I'm like, oh my God, why, not, why have I not been doing this? Uh, Granted, I think I was just, you know, there's been so much going on that I didn't stop to think about, you know, entering self-submission. Here's kind of an idea for you, sir, as I know you have a Patreon, Um, you should do like a little self-submission, like five rules or something like so so that maybe if someone gets into that space, they access those five rules and they go and that way they're in that themselves, but they're following your rules. You as a dom could be something that's kind of a creative thing, maybe.
1: That's a really good idea. I'm, I'm literally writing it down on my whiteboard right now.
0: <laughs> Yay. No, because I would love that if like it. So for example, if I went on your, um, you know, your Patreon or your page or whatever, and you were like, here my five self-submission guides. Like, so maybe I have to... We get 10% for having the idea. (laughs) (laughs) You get a a good
1: girl and nothing more. (laughs) um,
0: um, No, but like, imagine like you said, okay, get in this position or pick one of these three positions and then do this and then do this. And then that way... They can get into their own subspace. They're following kind of your guidelines, and then from there they can they can get into that space. Like you said, meditate or or do something. Um, I really like that idea. And I mean, I agree. Sometimes you know, when you're in a dom subspace with someone, our lives do get busy. They get in the way. Maybe you know, for me at least, my two doms that I have primarily. They've been super busy. I know one of them got like sick at one point, And so, you know, they were just staying home and resting. And then I was traveling a ton. And so I didn't have an opportunity to meet with them. And then just haven't entered the space in so long that I, now I'm kind of wondering like, why hadn't I thought of that? So great advice. <laughs> I like that you mentioned, you know, having that conversation with your dom, you know, if they're going away or if you're going away, because I know for me, I actually have, ended up traveling a ton this year, um, and I'm usually the one that's away. So, like, for me and my dom, like, whenever I'm traveling, he's like, okay, turn your location on because I'd like to know where you are. And part of that is for safety. He just likes to see what I'm up to, and I I kind of like that. So, um, and then he, hmm. he does ask for updates when I'm on trips. Like, oh, you know, what are you doing? What have you been up to? Blah, blah, blah. So,
1: and I it's also a
0: fun thing. I also think that, you know, it doesn't have to dive into 24 seven because, you know, it is two kind of different spaces. But, yeah, if you guys are apart and maybe kind of like what uh, we mentioned with the with the Patreon idea, they could say, OK, while I'm away, you have these four tasks to do at some point. And then that way you still you still feel connected to them. You still have a little bit piece of that kink that you can apply to your day-to-day while they're gone. And then obviously when they're back, you can resume. And it doesn't have to go like full 24-7, but enough to get you into the space, I would say. I think kind of going a little bit into, you know, what we talked about, the meditating in kind of a self-submission space, in my mind ties a little bit into this next question that we had. How to recover or heal after being with a fake, dom or Toxic dom, so sir, what is your response to that?
1: Yeah, unfortunately, um, I've had questions like this more than once. Uh, it is it is pretty common, whether it's just a little interaction or if you've had you know an actual relationship that's become uh, physical and actual has you know dynamic play involved, and then it's turned toxic or it's been revealed to be toxic, and that person is not what they were presenting that they were. It can be hard to recover from that and be able to trust again. You really need to give that space. Uh, there is no shortcut for it. There's no th- you know, miracle for it. Just like with any relationship going badly, you are going to have some, some kind of hurt and hopefully not trauma, but possibly depending on you know what's happened. Uh, the dynamic is so built on trust and vulnerability. That revealing those parts of yourself and and giving your power over to someone and and then them you know abusing it or exploiting it or, or just disappointing it is very hurtful and affecting it. You need to I think f- foremostly you need to really value that like really acknowledge like oh this is bad because of course it is this was terrible and. and um fuck that person like you like get yourself get angry and acknowledge it like ah i'm really disappointed that was shit i I had my hopes up it wasn't what i what i needed it wasn't what i deserved go through those steps you know be angry be disappointed um talk about it with others journal about it is really good get all those thoughts and feelings out of just your head and out of your heart and put them onto paper and look at them make them tangible if you want to scrunch them up and and throw them away or burn them do something you know rituals really do work if you want to do something with it or just keep it there to refer to as well can be good but um, give yourself process and time if it has been days or weeks even that's that's not going to be enough you need some more time um, you know give yourself some time and and, and look for more support which you were doing by asking this question uh, a lot of people have had this experience if you can talk to other um, submissives, other kinksters, they're going to validate you, they're going to have been where you are, and that will help as well. Don't lose faith in this. You will find a, a, a dom who is not a fake, who is not toxic. Um, make sure you vet, you know, try and find out as well through investigation of, of how this happened. Like, did, did you vet this partner? Is there a responsibility here that you can take on so that you are better next time? That will help because part of finding a good dom is not just wading through this uh, horrific ocean of fakes and, you know, pathetic males that, that aren't what they are pretending to be. It's it's also being a really good sub and actually being able to spot that really quickly.
0: Well, and I like that you mentioned journaling. That's what I was going to recommend. Because- Absolutely. I remember we have one of our friends who's a psychologist, 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 you know, and one time I was going through the breakup with my fiance and she was like, write a letter to him about everything you want to say to him. And then after that, she's like, you're not sending this to him. You're either you're going to like burn it or, you know, tear it up into however many pieces of little paper that you want to. But write a letter because that will help, you know, process your emotions. It also helps you like think about you know some of the things that kind of get clogged up in your head. Like, okay, you know, what am what am I feeling here? What am I trying to figure out? So then when you have to have like that intent of putting it on paper, it helps. I agree. Mm. But where my mind was also going um when we talked about like meditating in the self-submission space was to because you want to be able to feel safe in submission again. Like you don't want to have you don't want to get into your subspace with someone else and kind of Feel the effects of like, you know, post-traumatic stress of like, oh, is this going to happen again? So in order to to make that subspace feel safe again, go into self-submission, meditate a bit, uh, you know, about it. Create that space for yourself to be safe again so that you start some of that healing process before you go back into it with someone else. Do some self-care rituals. Yeah, exactly. Wrap yourself up in like 10 blankets. Yeah, and then in the, the self submission <laughs> like and, and a weighted blanket because I love cuddles, so that <laughs> would be like one of the things that I would need. Yeah, so th- that's how I would go about it. And journaling for sure. I think everyone, regardless of what you're going through, and not just DOM sub or relationships or whatever, like always journal. I feel like the more that I journal, the better I feel, and like the more connected I feel to myself.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's simple and it's almost cliched, but that there's a reason for that. It really works. And it's always a thing I suggest with people I'm working with or partners of mine. If you're going through something, even if there isn't, doesn't have to be anything um, difficult happening, if you're just having new experiences, it's a really good thing to do. Because even if everything goes as you want, imagine being a year or two down the track and being able to look back and go, oh, my God, here's my journal entry the, the day after my very first impact session or the first time we did that kind of experience or when we realized you know X and Y like whoever what it could be anything, but it just gives you that kind of kinky nostalgic little record because when you're in dynamics it it, um, it can get very hazy because of the the spaciness and things blend together and you forget, oh when was that? Was that, that time? Or so journaling is a really nice functional way of recording your exploration. Um, So it's really helpful when something needs to be processed. It's really helpful just to process. So, yeah, I I, I definitely suggest that.
0: And I think like for this question, you know, I see it, you know, how to recover, heal from being with a fake dom. You know, give yourself some grace. It's okay if, you know, this instance happened and, you know, hopefully you caught it pretty early on you know but then for like the next dom that comes along that you've vetted and that you've um you know had extensive conversations with you could always start with just a care based session be like hey look i need this before we get into you know all the fun pain i need to know that you know how to take care of me or that you can take care of me well i i think that's not a bad thing to ask as a sub i wouldn't feel bad for you know if i go to a dom after being in a fake dom situation and being like, hey, look, you know, I'm allowing you to experience this space with me again. I'm feeling very vulnerable. Like, can we start with a care-based scene?
1: Oh, it's a really good, really good suggestion. And I, I would say, please do that. Um, thinking of that situation, I've been in that situation uh, and we want to know where you're coming from. And if there's something that's making you anxious, whether it's because it's just new or it's been a while or, yeah, you had a bad experience, definitely tell the next um, partner you have after vetting them and being able to trust them with that information. Tell them that and tell them that you're going to need some, some extra care and some extra, you know, an extra kind of, caring ramp into the dynamic because you need to now start associating ds with positive things again after having negative and if you don't if, he, if the dom isn't aware of that they could do something without knowing that that might trigger you or remind you and then they're going to feel bad and confused because they're not aware of the context so give them the opportunity to understand where you're at so that they can be a better dominant for you so always Tell uh, a partner where you're coming from if, if there's something that's still affecting you yeah. in that way. And it could, could be negative. could even be positive as well. Like, I've just had this really good relationship, and this is what I learned from it. It all helps. It all helps the kind of dynamic.
0: Mm-hmm. Communication is always key, you know, and especially for a dom sub. It's huge if you don't communicate, you know, or if you think you're communicating enough, like, you're probably not. Communicate more anything like until you're Mm -hmm. blue in the face before after you know during like communication is like a constant thing
1: yeah you use your words is huge and it goes both ways Mm -hmm. Um, and it doesn't matter how the dynamic which is a big one I think that that's um it was another question here that actually goes with that I had um uh, a follower send in, how do I tell my daddy I want to try a new fantasy if we usually play out only his scenes? This is a classic example of communication where this this uh, submissive feels like they're stuck in a, in a position where they have a want or a need or an interest, but because of the dynamic and the way their routine is set, there's no avenue to suggest it. And, of course, there is, and it doesn't mean that – you just say like, hey, I want to do this because, yes, that will feel uncomfortable if you have a, a strong dynamic and if it's, if it's 24-7 or not, you will feel a, a, a bit of a pang of, of, oh, is this out of dynamic? Now, you can do that by literally calling that out and saying I want to step outside the dynamic for a second to, to talk about something. Mm-hmm. But um, even that can be a little uncomfortable and not as much fun as playing into the dynamic. If, you, if you're submissive and you want to suggest something or ask for something just think well how do I do that in my role so if you want whether it's um uh, you know, if you want an extra bit of uh, an extra scoop of ice cream or you want to play out a different you know kind of scene or fantasy get get on your knees get on your hands there's no way a good a good dominance seeing that seeing you uh act so in etiquette uh, so in in your role and in your in the dynamic will dismiss that and I would say if they do that that's a huge red flag because mm-hmm. um, you're what you're doing is leaning into your role as a submissive even though you are asking for something and you are being um, proactive you're doing it within your position. You, you know, you're giving your Dom the opportunity to, to say no, but the dom, they're probably not going to, it's very unlikely. They're at least going to like um, give you a nice head pat and uh, and smile and say, well, well, tell me about this thing that you want to try. Like, because it's very inviting to be asked correctly. Mm -hmm. so yeah I would say that very simply I would also look at this question here we usually play out only his scenes um and that's that's normal I mean that's the same for for me it's a dynamic thing but a a dominance the scene a session plan I call them is built by the needs and the preferences and the interests of the submissive Mm -hmm. as well as as well as the dominance and if I'm in a certain mood or want something I'm definitely going to um work that into a plan but it is very, very informed by what the what the submissive needs and what they want to explore. So this might be uh, a representation of that not being communicated enough. Mm-hmm. If if this submissive is feeling like the scenes are not taking them where they want to go, then maybe you need to have a conversation about the things that you want to explore, and then the, then your your daddy can actually look at their plans and what they want to do and and work your things into those because that is part of the 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 dom's responsibility and their duty and they're very fun (laughs) you know that's what we love to do so we need the ingredients in order to to Mm -hmm. you know mix that up so give give your dominant all the information that you can it's only going to help things
0: i would say you know for any sub don't be afraid to step out of your subspace if there's something you need to communicate. Like, let's say before or after a scene, you know, obviously not during it, um, but before or after, like, you know, yeah, like you said, it's not the most fun thing, you know, with the dynamic to be like, hey, you know, I need this. But at the end of the day, like, it's better to communicate it than to like hold it in. Or if you, like you said, yeah. whenever you're trying to play it into the dynamic, Make it something cute, you know, like I know with my daddy, um, I get on my knees and I look up at him and I have the most baby voice and I'm like, daddy, can we please, you know, and he loves that. Um, But like, what if, what if you built like this cute little box that had like this little slot in it? You know, it's like, you know, baby suggestions and every single time you want something or you want to try something new, maybe you put it in this box and then once a week or something like that, you and your dom, you know, during a session, open this box and have this little story time of, oh, you want to try this? Like, you know, make it cute. That's not a cute idea. Yeah, that's always an idea. That's
1: very, that's really, really cute. This could also work into the journaling. If you're, if you're part of your journaling is writing down your fantasies and things that you like. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Make that part of your regular weekly journal and part of your play and, and experiences with your dominant is you give that part of your journal to them to read. Mm-hmm. So then you have a little bit of the fun kind of humiliation level uh, kind of, of, of oh, my goodness, all those things I wrote that I couldn't, you know, comfortably say out loud maybe. Um, Your daddy's now reading right in front of you. So that's already a little game. But then they're also learning those things that maybe are uncomfortable for you to say out loud. Mm -hmm. And then they have the opportunity to go, okay, I'm going to put that into my filing cabinet of things to do when we play. And then it will happen naturally and within dynamic. But definitely, if it is things more, I would say more important than this, this is important. But if it is, you know, relationship things, safety things, comfort things just communicate it. It doesn't have to be in dynamic. Just say, hey, I need to talk about something and just talk about it. And if that's not, if that space isn't there, if that feels negatively met, then that's also something to really look at because it shouldn't be. Mm -hmm. The partner should recognize that that's an important thing and that should go both ways. Both people can get dominant or submissive, can get uncomfortable with something and need to just rule something out and go, oh, I just need to say this. I just need to like put a pin here and Get your reaction to this so they can kind of, you know, put it away. Make sure things like that are talked about before they turn into something that's confused or a misunderstanding or something that has resentment attached to it.
0: Mm -hmm. If you're not willing to communicate or if both of you or one of you, whatever, is not willing to communicate about, you know, these kind of important things, then you're not ready to enter the space. I will say, like when my my Dom and I first started out, I always had the fear of like, okay, I, well, if I need to communicate, like, you know, we're in this dynamic. How do I, how do I say it while still like, I don't want him like, I don't want it to be like a turn off or something, you know? But then finally, I was just like, you know what, fuck it. Okay, so when we're not in the space, you know, <laughs> when it's just about our relationship, like. Hey, bro, I need this. You know, like, can we, you know, talk about this and then, you know, go from there.
1: <laughs> hang on, hang on. Did you say, bro?
0: <laughs> did you so,
1: call, did you call your dom bro?
0: <laughs> so here's the thing. Um, like I said with my dom, we broke up. We got back together in a in a different way. So we're not really like in a relationship. We're more so just focusing on our friendship, and okay. you know, but we still do daddy, you know, little girl. And, you know, whenever we're not in our in that space together, like we're it is more friendship based. So, yeah, I sometimes I'm like, man, dude, bro, like <laughs> and it's okay because you know.
1: No, that's great. That's really healthy. That's really good because you've got you've basically got two channels there where you can talk yes. in slightly different kind of dynamic and that's really healthy because whichever one is more comfortable at any given time you can enter into by just using those words and that voice because he'll hear the way you're speaking, and go oh, okay, you're speaking as my, my mate as my buddy right now. Uh, whereas if you like say daddy and look up at him from his, from his feet, he's like, okay, well, I know what this is as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like that's good communication.
0: Well, and I, I think it's helped, you know, when kind of having that distinguishing line has helped with our communication, like tenfold, I would say. Um, and I'm much more comfortable bringing things up. I mean, even not too long ago, You know, after our sessions, sometimes, you know, when it came to my pleasure, he was doing this one specific thing that I wasn't like too crazy about, but it was like something that we were like exploring. And then, you know, then after like one day I was just like, you know, a few days later I was like, okay, well we tried that. And I was like, eh, like, can we do this instead? And he was like, oh yeah, for sure. Um, You know, so it, it ended up working out really well. I think creating the two channels could be very beneficial, like you were saying, because then you, you have the, maybe maybe in your subspace, you're not comfortable asking something, but then in your kind of normal, you know, outside of the subspace you are, like, I think that's totally fair. And I also really like the journaling idea, because sometimes writing things out, because you don't know how to vocalize them, or you just feel like embarrassed asking, like, I totally get that. So all around great mm. advice, everyone. <laughs> like, we're, we make a great... <laughs> <advice>. <laughs> Now, I thought this question kind of went along with what we were just talking about a little bit. Um, I believe they're asking from a dom's perspective. So how you create space, handle, deal with, etc., little space while your little is in it. So the, this one, the wording, I'm not going to lie, I had to read it like five times because I was like, huh? But <laughs> I think what they're asking is like, as a dominant, how can you help? your submissive while they're in that space or like creating that space to help them get in it. Maybe they're kind of newer and, you know, for the submissive, they have a, a little bit of a harder time transitioning into the subspace. So as a dominant, how can you help that process? So sir, any feedback?
1: Little space is very particular. Um I would say you as a dominant, it should be approached as a very caring, very, it kind of reminds me almost like those um kind of strategy video games where you're you know you're you're doing the the mining or the the farming you're building up resources you're watching all the things from above it's a very god view but you're looking out for everything that can affect mm, like the sim. things you know badly yeah it is a little bit like that it's that view because when i think of a little space and and creating it and handling it it puts me in that position of okay i'm Above it, I'm looking down, I'm watching, I'm caring. I'm also in a way doing my own thing. So which is important, if you're reading or listening to something, or even watching, you know, some some TV or some Netflix, you do it in a supervisory kind of nearby role. So if your little is doing an activity, whether it's you know also reading or doing some coloring or just playing. Um, if they're on the, on the floor on a rug or, you know, on a couch, whatever's comfortable, if they're doing that and you're nearby and the, the position is that you're looking out, so you're looking over them, you're watching, you're looking out for something to happen, you're looking for something you can get for them or um, author a little bit, look out for their safety. If that's clear, what it can look like is almost no activity. Like it literally can look like you're just reading a book nearby your little who is just playing, but there's very strong dynamic going on there, and you're making that space purely by being there and making them aware that you're there. But if they look over, you look thoroughly. You're, you're reading. You're just there. So there's a safe kind of passive kind of energy to it. But you might also put your book down and and go over and get and give them a little a little pat or just check on them. You know, grab them by the chin and just go, "How are you doing? Are you are you having fun playing? Um, you know, do you need anything? Or maybe you're being a little. This is getting a bit of a mess. Maybe it's time to clean up. Indulging the space and allowing it by just framing it mm-hmm. is what you want to do. So it's one of those things of like less is less is more. You don't have to really do a lot. You just have to be very very present, very aware." And also give them the space. So don't over-interact. Don't don't uh, push yourself into, you know, the space. Give them an activity, the, the colouring or some toys or something like that is very usually a lot of fun. And and just be there. Um, I had a, a, a session with uh, a little a few months ago where we just watched the Frozen sequel mm-hmm. and I just like laid down next to her and just, like, put a blanket, you know, over her, just, like, make sure she was cosy and just watch the movie with her and would occasionally, like, give her little <laughs> little bits of um, kind of humour, little bits of acknowledgements where I would see her feet, like, moving along to the music or, or that she was kind of, like, singing or, you know, really into the movie, you know, just, like, just reminding her that I was there and I was acknowledging that and, and validating it. Um, and, you know, kind of also prompting her to get shy or be seen like, oh, daddy saw my feet move, you know, like just, just enjoying that. But that's all, that's all you need to do. And that will indulge the little space and, and let them really feel you on the other side of that seesaw. Hmm.
0: You know, what's funny is I had a very similar thing happen yesterday, actually, not even intended, but I went over to my dom's house. We were just going to watch TV and hang out. Um, Not even meaning to like have any session of sorts. Um, But then, you know, we're about to put the TV on and he was making a pizza for me. And then he turns to me and I, I don't know if he was like trying to initiate a session. I don't know. But he turns to me and he's like, would you like some hot chocolate? And then I was like, yes, daddy. So then he went and like made me hot (laughs) chocolate. And like, and then we came back to the couch and laid down. And, you know, he put all the blankets around me and, you know, patted my head. And then we started watching the movie. And it was just, for me, it was like very fun because I, it put me in the space for a little while as we were watching the movie, you know, and it just made a little bit more fun. Um, but totally unintended. But, I mean, that's another thing, I guess, for, like, a dom um, is think of, like, a cute little activity that you can do to help further them in their little space, like making them hot chocolate, mm. um, which is very adorable. Yes, it
1: can be very, very, very simple and very, like, things that everyone does. Like, yeah, making a meal for someone can be a very, like, little little space kind of thing. You can cut their food up and feed them you can just put them in a position my my own submissive when she's feeling like that if i can pick up on that that vibe i'll just let her know like would you you know, would you like to sit at my feet while we watch this movie or we'll put the movie on and when you get down on the floor here between between daddy's knees and she'll sink down and you know wrap around a leg and rest her head on my knee and that will just let her just really relax and all of a sudden it goes from you know, watching watching a movie together, which is, you know, great and nice, to now it's, oh, okay, well, now I'm watching a movie with Daddy. Now it's different. Mm-hmm. And she can really relax and zone out. And then after it might be 10 minutes or it might be a full hour, you know, mm-hmm. if she's like changing mm-hmm. positions a little bit and I can tell that she's been in that space for a while and she's gotten that relaxation out of it and now she's ready to just cosy up, then I'll just pat on the, on the couch and say, like, why don't you come up here and she'll just, you know, curl up and she's still spacey but now she's kind of like found that bedrock and is comfortable you know and yep. whatever anxiety or tension she had is now gone because of that space being made um, which was literally I did very like almost nothing you know and now she can come into this space and it's, it's very easy you just need to be comfortable with it and to give it that that space and that time and that care and just be present and just be there for them.
0: I was going to say, granted, I don't have much experience as a little because I usually go for more of like the good girl dynamic, not so much the little, which I think there is a difference for sure. But I thought, or something that came to mind when I was reading this, if I were a little, I would absolutely love it if my daddy Dom put my hair in pigtails before we got into a session or like the space or like whatever we were about to do for that scene or that space, whatever that looked like. If they put my hair in pigtails, like that would be them creating that space for me. I don't know. That's a personal thing. Mm. I To me, that sounds like appealing. Like that's what I would want.
1: Even just hair brushing, I have a brush um, with, like, unicorns on it that doubles as a a bit of a paddle as well. And just, like, yeah, sitting behind your little and just brushing their hair for a few minutes um, is very connected and very caring, and if they know as well that that is a paddle brush or that has that separate side to it, it's a literal metaphor for the dynamic. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's a that's a really good one. There's you can make a list and that might be an idea as well. Put a list together, brainstorm come up with 10 or 20 things. And then just pick out one or two um when your little wants to be in that space. Just ask them and pick out a couple of things. Would you like to try this and this? And try and find the three or four that maybe they really, really like that really puts them in that relaxed state. And then you go, you've got to practice, you've got a routine.
0: And for beginners, I think that's a great way to, to kind of start getting into it. I know someone had asked about that, you know, like what are some some rules for beginners if they're, you know, if they're new to the daddy dom and little girl, um, you know, dynamic of it. That's, a, I think, a great way to do it as well Is write out a couple of things. And then from there, your daddy dom can pick some of those. And, and that can be a way for you guys to segue into that space. Oh, yeah, I agree. Mm. So this question kind of dives into 24-7 maybe. This person asked, how much control do you have slash recommend having over your subs social media presence? Sir, any thoughts?
1: Yeah, there's a bit to unpack here for sure. It it definitely could set off a bit of an alarm when you first hear that because it sounds very controlling. But um, you've got to remember that when it's communicated and consented to, this could be a very healthy part of a high protocol dynamic. If you're in a a more slave master style of dynamic, then not only being limited to your screen time, but also being limited your what your presence is or what you do online could be completely in line with what you actually want and need as a submissive and what your what your dom, what your master or mistress wants to you know, do with you and and their way of helping you and guiding you. So uh, I would say the first thing is just has this been negotiated? That's what's important. I, I do not recommend any control over a social media presence. I recommend the communication over if that's something that both people want, then absolutely it can be. Uh, I don't have any. I, I actually encourage my I suppose that is a kind of control I encourage. I encourage uh, social media presence as it's a way of tangibly representing yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, my uh, my current-owned uh, partner um, started her page um, partly because Daddy suggested it and encouraged it, and uh, so it's a good way of of representing yourself and also showing things that you're exploring and also having fun and meeting people, connecting. And and I think it's now part of her kink life. Mm-hmm. And I, I think she's really appreciated and and, and she's makes some of the best memes. Like she's making memes now where I'm like Oh damn, that's better than the one I made this week. It <laughs> makes Daddy grumble.
0: I love that.
1: So yeah, I would I would say it's very healthy to encourage it because it's I would I see it as linked to pride. If it's about control, it's about management and um, you know safety and things like that, then then yeah, I can see that being okay. But it really only is it's healthy if it's talked about and consented to. Yeah. So if it feels healthy, if it feels like maybe it's good for you. Um, and you've talked about it, then it's whatever you whatever you two want. If it feels like a pressure, if it feels like a, a dominant is is trying to control or restrain your social media presence in some way, that makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> that 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 probably should be raised as an issue and um, pushed back against because there is a very big difference between. The, the guidance and 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 rules and control. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: No, I mean I would want to know like the context too. Like let's say, you know, your submissive is posting a ton of bikini pics. Love that for her personally. Um, you know, but as a <laughs> DOM, if you're seeing that like as a really bad thing, like maybe it's more like some toxic masculinity or like an ego issue. Maybe discuss Mm. that outside the dynamic. If she's just posting a lot of memes, like, where's the harm in this? You know, or like, if it is, you know, like, especially with the Dom, if he's concerned about like, oh, someone's sliding into her DMs, like, that is an ego thing. That's like a, you know, that's an insecurity thing. Like, let's look at this inwardly before we try to control their actions. Yeah. What bothers you about it? Yeah. Yeah. Unpack that first. What bothers you about it? Why are you trying to control this? If it's yeah, if it's not negotiated. If it is negotiated, then then as a submissive, then you have the power in saying like this level of control is okay. This is not okay. So it, it depends just on on which side of it we're coming from, what has or has not been negotiated, um, and then well, like for example, um, I remember um, this one kinkster. She was she posted something on TikTok where it was basically like her like taking off her own collar, like, oh I shouldn't do this. Um and then everybody in the comments section was like, oh my God, why would you do that? And you know, she went on there and was like, hey guys, I had permission from my Dom, you know, to do this scene, you know, on TikTok. Like if, if it's something like that, it's okay. Like it, you know, I don't know. The, I don't yeah, know. in relation to the content. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot with this question. I don't know. We need- I, I feel like there <laughs> is a lot. I feel like we need a little <laughs> bit more context.
1: Yeah, I think that the broadly it should be guidance. So I have the only rule I think I have with social media with my own partner is that if she does get a DM or a contact that oversteps a line, that she's not allowed to give the benefit of the doubt. Mm. She is she has a rule to immediately block anyone who oversteps her boundary. And so that is a healthy form of control because that is looking out for her well-being and it's helping her empower what she does need to do. Um, But you can very easily, and I've done this, you can very easily allow someone uh, to cross a big boundary and then five minutes later after three more boundaries, you're like, okay, this is actually someone I shouldn't be talking to. They're toxic. I've just wasted... Five minutes or five hours, you know, communicating with them, trying to teach them or trying to help them. When they're not worth that, they're not worth that effort or time. Mm-hmm. So I enforce that, and that that's a, a rule that I think has helped her, and that's good. But if it was, you know, don't do this thing because it might encourage DMs. No, that that's that's on the wrong side. I don't don't blame the person who is just being themselves.
0: Yeah, and don't blame them for someone else's action.
1: Exactly. So, so if you're listening to this, uh, what does I say, caller? If you're listening to this uh, uh, questioner, you know, um, then try and feel where on the things we've talked about, where this this control, if this is what you're experiencing, comes from. It, does it feel guidance? Does it feel like care, or does it feel like control? And if it feels like control, push back against that questioner. Just ask, what is why is this happening? What, what does this do for me or for you? Why do you want this? Uh, and if that uh, leads to conflict, then that's because there's a problem.
0: Mm-hmm. So last one, this, uh, like you said, caller. They piped accidentally let it slip that I'm kinky at work and was shamed. How to cope?
1: Mm, yeah, it's very It's sad that you've been shamed, that there's been a, a shameful reaction. I do want to say, if you've, I mean, as you say, you've let it slip. So you didn't mean to introduce this into conversation. Maybe it just kind of a little detail came out and it got questioned out of curiosity, and then you had a negative reaction. It's it's probably good to have a healthy boundary. I don't know what the workplace is. It definitely depends on what the what kind of workplace is. You know, if you are working in certain areas, this might be less a thing to talk about. Um, I think generally, it's probably. A good idea to to not talk about that part of your life in at work you know if you have friends at work then if you bring it up outside of work that gives it a physical context that's a little bit different uh, but at the end of the day to talk about this part of yourself it, it takes trust and vulnerability like that's why they were able to shame you and and probably make you feel um, some shame because it's a vulnerable thing to bring up so you need to care for that vulnerable side and only reveal it when you have a good reason to think that you'll be met with what you should be met with all the time, which is acceptance and, and support. Even if someone's not like-minded, they'll at least be going, oh, okay, well, that's that's okay. That's just not what I'm into. So I think you've got to kind of gauge it a little bit better and, uh, and yeah, try and be careful, but at the same time, just to underline There is nothing shameful about it. They should not have done that. Uh, They could very much have said, hey, this is a boundary. I'm uncomfortable. That's okay. But if they were negative in some way, if they made you feel lesser, uh, then uh, that is on them and they should not have done that. And I hope that that doesn't happen again. I hope that you can remain there. Maybe you need to resolve this with that person. I hope it was only one person. I don't imagine like a, an office-style kitchenette of people in white shirts just being shamey at the Kingster That's horrible. Um, if it's just one person, maybe you just need to have a conversation with them for just a couple minutes and say, hey, I mentioned this thing. Uh, your reaction didn't feel good. Maybe I shouldn't have mentioned that. I don't know. But I hope we're okay and we can just move on without... Getting into that topic again Like just resolve it as two Two adults And uh, that might give you some closure
0: That's what I was going to say like We're all adults here We all have lives outside of our workplace Yeah like let's not pretend like No one's like licked an asshole at some point (laughs) or another Like I mean I'm just saying No I mean if you like I'm
1: just saying If I walked into a kitchenette and someone's like Let's not pretend we're not all licking (laughs) an asshole No
0: I mean, it's like, I hate it when, you know, especially like in your professional life, like let's, let's say you accidentally do say something like, you know, like it, even if it's like about, I don't know, there's something as simple as like a blow job. Like wh- why would you shame them for something that you've probably already done or, you know, something that you know what it is, like, don't act like it's like this horrible thing. My best advice, honestly, to this person is like, you know, we're, like I said, we're all adults here. We all have lives outside of our corporate or you know work life kind of thing so just go to that person say hey i'm sorry I let it slip Uh, let's just put this behind us won't happen again Um, but in the future I just want to let you know I didn't appreciate your reaction but yeah they should have treated it like an adult and just kind of like either let it fly or you know kind of let it slide and maybe not mention it or like you said communicate that boundary like hey I'm uncomfortable let's not talk about this and from there respect it but there's no need for them to treat it as if you're wrong for being kinky there's nothing wrong with that honestly this sounds like someone with a foot fetish that they're not willing to accept for themselves so they're probably <laughs> all projecting their insecurities onto you,
1: it, it probably is. And if you realise that, you can see the compassion in it. If this person has reacted like that, they probably because it's made them doubt something, or think that they're missing something, or question that they might be missing something, it, and it's brought up a defensive reaction. Mm-hmm. So that's someone who's not having as much fun as you are. Yeah. So
0: they're jealous. That
1: that you know, like yeah, that's that's sad. It's like oh, if they were having more fun, they might not have reacted like that. So. You know, see that and then think, well, okay, going forward, you don't want weird tension. Just touch on it, resolve it, move on, um, and trust them to be an adult. And um, if they can't, man, that really is their, their total problem and um, you might need more conversation with them about it so they can move on. Yeah, I'm not sure, but I, I think most people uh, will be able to process and, and get over that. You know, the initial reaction is probably a bit emotional and a bit, a bit of shock in there because of a hang up. but given some time, if you treat them like an adult, you're giving them the opportunity to be an adult.
0: Well, I mean, and that's the thing is, you know, like for example, in my, you know, professional life, you know, I'm in a management role and you know, my employees know about my podcast and I make it well known. I'm like, look guys, If you listen to it, that is fine. But that is a whole different side of me. We do not need to discuss at work. Yeah, that's your boundary. I I place that boundary and that's fine. Like, they're all chill with it. Every now and then I'll get the, you know, like, hey, I listened to this episode and really liked it. And I'm like, good. I'm glad you did. But it's not like I get like other comments. Um, It probably doesn't help that they're also my employees. Um, But (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: like, you know, like for this person, the power dynamic is important.
0: Yeah, for this person, if it's someone that's, like, maybe at an equal or higher position, and, you know, their reaction was not so adult-like and, you know, maybe a little bit more immature, like, then you'd be the adult. You'd be the one to be like, look, your Mm -hmm. reaction was fucking terrible. Not (laughs) Um, like that. Not like that. (laughs) Kill him him with kindness. Yeah, kill him with kindness. (laughs) I really didn't appreciate that. Um. Nothing, <laughs> so, in my opinion. In my opinion, nothing will put someone in their place more than if you reacting the higher person. Yeah. Then if you react to their negativity with nothing but like respect and like cordial kindness. And if you really know how to use your words, you can do that in a very tactful, yeah, practice that, you know, that charismatic, like eloquence of like, you just used three words to put them in their place. Yeah. You're a bad bitch. Exactly.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah, I I agree. Just do it with the satisfaction of, of acknowledging and, and really accepting that you're in the better position here, even though you were made to feel shame, you're, you're probably happier than they are. Their reaction was because they, they have something that's probably uh, not very developed, not very grown or not very satisfied, um, even if that's just narrow-mindedness, that's something to pity and uh, And all you really want now is not them to be supportive. You don't need their support. You just need to be able to be at work and not feel weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, know, you don't want to feel that tension, so just call it out and say, this was a little bit tense. Maybe I shouldn't have brought that up. I'll not do that again. If you can, you know, be a little bit more, you know, accepting or or a little less, you know, shamey about it, then uh, I think we can move past this. And then you're making it clear that you're not happy with what they said, but, you know, it's okay if they're not uh, wanting to have that conversation again. So just... Be clear, but be kind about it, and then move on.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, take the higher approach, as Nikki said. Don't take. Yeah. I've, I have a little bit more of the fire side in me right now, so maybe not take. Yeah, you, you two want
1: to want to fight this uh, this person, <laughs> <laughs> which is great. It's it's supportive, and and uh, and I think it's good to have that moment. Like, you know, it might be worth writing. You know, write it down. Write down the thing that you would like to say in that voice. You know, like. Mm-hmm. You, you know mm-hmm. write down write out the anger and the self-righteousness and all that and and that'll be fun and uh, and then write out the mm-hmm. other version that's you know that's gonna gonna not continue into conflict because no. you don't need that that's that's not worth fighting for no exactly. i love um, that yeah so so
0: write out the angry angry side and then write out the diplomatic side totally for that that's a great exercise in my opinion so. Yeah,
1: and fun, you know, You write down like, you know, how dare you make me feel that you've probably never been fucked properly. In your <laughs> so life, I just go all out. <laughs> yeah, just just say everything that you couldn't possibly say and keep that job. You you don't know, what, you <laughs> yeah, You even know how to put a butt plug in. Yeah, you know, there's been a, a, a butt plug and a remote control. And I don't you know, know I think it's looked at a remote control.
0: <laughs> I love this. Yeah, I, <laughs> I agree completely. Well, this has been super fun for me. As I said, I really think we make a great panel of three perspectives. (laughs) (laughs)
1: So
0: I appreciated this Q&A profusely. I'm walking away with some ideas for my own submissive space. And I hope to all of our listeners and the question submitters, we really got to come up with a name for these people. But I I hope you guys gain something out of it too. And um, if you got some answers to your questions, Hope you appreciate and take something away from the advice that we gave you. Much agreed.
1: Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun. Thank you guys. And I hope, yeah, I hope all the answers helped some people. And, and yeah, this was fun. This was the first time we've, um, that I've done this is to get the questions and, and, uh, answer them, um, on a, on a show. And yeah, I really enjoyed that. I hope people get, uh, Get some um, support from it.
0: I'd love to be able to do this again. I'm just going to throw that out there. Yeah, no, I like that because I know on your when you do them on your stories, you know, you have that kind of short little bit of space, and you want to keep it concise because you know you're getting through quite a few um, questions and whatnot. Mm. Um, and at the same time, um, it just depends on the questions. Like you've got a variety of choose from, now. so I like that this we can dive a little bit deeper into the subject um you know kind of really look at all the different sides of it in and just have a little bit more of kind of an in-depth discussion than than what you're able to kind of write out in that space for your instagram stories um so yeah i liked it too and don't forget now we've hopefully sir will go and create that like (laughs) self-guided what what do we want to call it i don't even
1: know i i I wrote down the um, guide to self-submission right under guide to BRATS, which is one I want to work on soon. Ah. And I'm right now working on the um, guide to um, scene preparation. Love that. So building, building your scene and all these guides. The idea is to, you know, in six months' time or something, you know, a year, have, uh, you know, 10, 15 of these guides, which would effectively be...
0: No necessary. Void, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: 100 pages of, of kinkery, of kink guides. Oh, so I love that. If uh, it sounds interest to people, then, yeah, jump on my my page and, and check out my Patreon and, and support. I've got a bunch of supporters now. I can't believe how many already. And, uh, it's yeah, it's been really, really lovely to hear their feedback.
0: Good. Love that! Yes. Don't Very forget, guys. It's at the Funny Dom. So yeah. Thank you again, sir, and we'll see you again. I'm sure. Or here. Yeah, Hear yeah. Let's do hopefully this again. one day you'll show us your face.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully one day you'll both be able to come uh, come down under, and and we'll show you more than that.
0: Oh yes. yes. Oh my God. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs>